Good morning and welcome to episode seven of the Social Goal Podcast. And today's episode is a very valuable and very powerful one for the single women because I done something that was pretty, pretty daring. I asked my girlfriends and my inner circle why they think that I am single in my mid-30s and I was not prepared. Let me tell you right now, I was not prepared for the absolute depth of answers that I got from my inner circle. I mean, obviously the women that I keep around me, they don't play in the surface. They're deep women, they're spiritual women. I should have known that what they were going to come back to me with was going to be anything but surface level. And it was so fucking powerful. And I think that if you are single, this is something that you should do. Because when I've been looking into why that's so powerful, when I was doing some research for this podcast, it did come up with a body and soul, a body and soul um, brain worky, <laughs> a body and soul article. And it says here in the article, according to psychologist Natasha Tiwari, friends can see beyond our mind's blind spot when it comes to our personal struggles. So for self-growth purposes, this is a really powerful thing to do. Now, for me, I have loved being single. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It is something that I have never looked at as a cross to bear. I have never looked at it and been like, oh, geez, that sucks that I'm single. Being single to me, for me anyway has always been something that I have thoroughly loved. Sure, when you've got weddings to go to or you walk into a room and it's full of couples or you're invited to your 150th engagement party and you're not yet engaged, you can start to ask yourself those big questions of why hasn't it happened for me? Sure, we all have those moments when in single life, it's not so crash hot and you're left with feeling like you're an alien in a space because obviously a lot of the world is made for couples and especially now financially, a lot of the world is made for couples and and you get ahead faster if you're in a couple and you know, just a lot of the world is built for women that are in relationships or people that are in relationships. And I think that to be single during this time, particularly to go through COVID and natural disasters and whatever it might be that is your reality, war if you're overseas. I know that there is a lot of overseas listeners here. Um, but whatever it might be, it is having such an impactful time on your soul evolution. Because I think that when we when we come to earth, and I talk about this a lot on the podcast, being someone that is like, why am I here? And I love to ask those big life questions. But with the soul evolution, it is so powerful to be single during this time to ask yourself those big questions and to go it alone. And I know that it's not always fun, but I think for me, I've always enjoyed being single I've always had beautiful times. I've traveled overseas with girlfriends as a single woman and I've had a freaking amazing time doing it. I've met beautiful men overseas. We've had beautiful overseas flings and, you know, I've had that. I've been able to really fall into that moment. I've had some really incredible moments as a single woman and I have loved dancing till dawn with my girlfriends, not having to get home to anyone, not having to tell anyone where I was if I spent the night out all night, not having anyone kind of impact my life in a way that they, um, you know, were squashing me from kind of really flying free and doing my own thing. And look, let me tell you, I love doing my own thing. But now that I've gotten older and I'm we're walking into my mid thirties and I'm getting a bit, a bit older, obviously I have a daughter now and I raise a daughter by myself. It's more questioning of, okay, is there something wrong? 
Now, that is a huge question to ask yourself. Like, obviously, the number one thing that you do when you're single is you go back and you, or, you know, I should say the number one thing that you do when you're single and you're looking to change that, sorry, is that you go back through previous relationships and you're like, okay, where was my fuck up or where was my part in it? And, you know, I've done that and I've looked honestly at those situations. I mean, like, okay, you know, my communication wasn't great or I didn't act the best in that way or, you know, I could have communicated that feeling better or, you know, perhaps even when I was younger, maybe I was a little bit psycho <laughs> um, in my 20s. I definitely have some cringe moments in relationships that I was like, wow, I really did not how to self-regulate my emotions back then. But now that I'm older, it was something that I've been looking at as to okay, being single is still great and I love my life, but I'd really like to show my daughter what it is to have a healthy relationship, not just with self. I feel like I've shown her that. I feel like she's seen that. She knows um, what a great relationship is with yourself. And obviously I never let the fact that I'm single stop both myself and my daughter from having those incredible, you know, doing those incredible activities like camping or going away or things that you would traditionally do when you're in a partnership. Um, I've always kind of dove in headfirst. They do call me activities mum because I'm always doing fun activities with her. But for me, I do also want to show her what a wholesome relationship is. And I've felt this calling to be able to show her that. Um, And it's not because I feel like it's a need. It's because I would love to show my daughter that rather than it's a need for myself. And I feel like I need to feel fulfilled and all of that thing. And I've asked myself at the core of me, you know, why do I actually want a relationship? And it's simply because I want that wholesome relationship so that my daughter can embody one herself. Because yes, embodying a strong single woman and a single mother is is something that I do want her to be able to take on. And I hope that she takes the incredible bits from what I've learned throughout my time as a single woman and a single mother. But I would really like her to see what a wholesome and healthy and heartful relationship is. Um, and so that is what has inspired my kind of quest to ask my girlfriends. Now, I've done a lot of self-reflecting. I've done a lot of manifesting. I know what kind of man I want to bring forward into my life. I know what I want him to embody. I've got it all written down. One of my beautiful friends, Crystal, actually gave me an incredible list um, about what what it would be, you know, as far as let me go to the list. Hang on. Um, you know, as far as the different categories of what you would like the man to bring into your life. So spiritual, mental, emotional, um, looks, financial uniqueness, um, all those kind of, all those kind of things. I know what I want from someone to come into my life and I've been manifesting it. And I was like, okay, like I'm definitely meeting incredible men, they're just not a great fit for where I'm at right now. So it has kind of made me, and, 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 and I guess something that I want to highlight here is it's okay to be choosy in your date and your quest for love. It doesn't make you an asshole. And I'm not being choosy as in looks wise. Um, sure. I definitely have a type and I, and I love that I have a type and, you know, all the rest of it. And I'm not going by silly little things like, oh, he's not, you know, 
he's not tall enough for me. He's not, you know, ripped enough. I don't know, whatever it might be. Ripped, ripped enough definitely isn't even on my list. Um, but whatever it might be that is a superficial quality, I definitely do not have that as a, you know, huge standpoint. It doesn't hold a lot of weight when it comes to my dating. But I think for me, I've got all of it down pat. And when I am dating people, which I have been dating people, I'm not going to go into it because of their own privacy, but I have been dating people and it's gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what, I actually need more from the situation and, or they're not quite everything that I want. And I am being fussy because number one, uh, you know, someone said to me the other day, can you afford to be fussy? And I'm being fussy with values, not looks. I want to really underline that and highlight that. I'm not being fussy with things that are materialistic or things that are, you know, just surface level shit. I'm being fussy like, does this person have a really strong sense of an emotional value that they can bring to the party? And, you know, I've let go of incredible men that just weren't the right fit for me. And yes, it did hurt to let go of those men, but it's also freeing them up for a woman that is going to fit their criteria and be open to their criteria rather than hanging on to something, hurting my own heart, hurting their own heart, holding them back, holding myself back. So it was time for me to take it to my girlfriends. So I asked them, why do you think I'm single in my mid thirties? And I told them, you know, I'm a, I'm a very upfront person. I'm absolutely open to you being really upfront. You guys know that. I, I want upfrontness from you. I want honesty from you. And they came back with some of the most incredible feedback. Now, many of them said to me, I'm just going to go to these messages. Many of them said to me that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. And, you know, you were just, uh, and what I'm going to do, actually, let's just pause there for a second let's just pause there. I said, I would like to know, I'm going to read you the text message that I sent to them. I would like to know why you think that I'm still single. I said, maybe there is something that I'm not seeing that you guys are all seeing, or maybe there's something about me that I don't think is a problem that I need to work through, but it really is. And I'm lacking the depth currently to understand it. I would really like to meet someone and I trust that you know me best. And that if there's anything about myself that you think that I could work on or anything that you think that I'm overlooking or good points about myself that you think I should amplify, I'd really like to hear it. You know that I'm brutally honest. So I would appreciate some of my own medicine here. I want you to be honest. I want you to be truthful. I need growth and I need to be able to heal through this. And while I love my own company, life is getting a little boring and doing it alone a lot of the time. I would really like to meet someone to bring into my circle. Any points or advice to help me self-reflect? Now, that was a huge thing for me to do. Now, it is a very big and sometimes really scary thing I found to be able to say to your girlfriends, hey, I want you to comment on my love life or hey, I want you to kind of vibrate my bad points back to me and highlight them back to me. It was a really big thing to ask of them. And I knew that I was asking my girlfriends a big question. I knew that I was asking them to come forward with depth. Um, Now, what they all pretty much said and the gist of everything was, it's just timing. (laughs) And it's just timing. Many of them said that, you know, you're a beautiful person and and there's there's nothing wrong with you. It's just timing and it's also the fact that you wait for it because we all know this about me. I'm thinking even if you just are someone that follows me on Instagram, you will know this about me is that 
I'm very independent and to the point that it, to the point that it is a little bit toxic, toxic independence. Um, and obviously being a single mom, and I think you'll be able to relate if you're a single mom is that sometimes your masculinity and femininity are totally opposite. Uh, you've got more masculine than feminine within you. And it's because I'm such in a fight or flight mode. And I have been since my daughter's been born. And even before that, if you know the situation, I don't need to go into it, but for some time I've been in that fight or flight mindset. I've been so busy being a mom, being a dad, doing the living, doing the earning, you know, doing all the things that sometimes I get to in the masculine and I haven't been able to move forward from that. So that was something that I saw as a, you know, recurring theme. So I sent this message out to probably around 15 women um, and many of them, you know, they were so beautiful. They told me my really great qualities. Um, and then they just basically all told me that it is a timing thing. And one of my beautiful girlfriends actually said to me that you haven't released the manifestation. Now, if you're someone who's into manifesting, you'll know exactly what she means. And for me, it was something so simple that I had not actually considered it to be an issue, if that makes sense. Because when you're manifesting, usually you do your manifestation, you release it to the universe, right? You, Sorry, you release it to the universe, you forget about it and you move forward. But for me, it's been a conscious daily remembering of what I'm trying to manifest, who he is, the woman that I want to be to bring this woman forward, to bring this man, the, the woman that I want to be to bring this man forward and what I want to focus on to be able to have that dream relationship. Now, for me, that something that I wasn't understanding was that I, because I was focusing on it so much, which I thought, you know, that's what manifestation teaches you. It's like where the mind goes, energy flows, where, you know, energy flows, where the mind goes, all that kind of stuff. I literally had not released it. And I, it's almost like, you know, when you really want something really badly and you hold on to it in your hand and you're constantly focusing on it, it almost creates a little bit of resistance because that is where your focus is constantly. You haven't let it go. You aren't letting it be fluid. Um, and it wasn't until one of my girlfriends pointed it out that it has been my focus for so long. And I thought I was doing the right things in, you know, the law of attraction and manifesting that it wasn't until she pointed it out that you actually haven't let it go. Like it's been something that you feel like you consciously have to work out. She's like, I don't think you need to work on anything. Um, she's like, you know, you're an incredible person. You're really relatable. You're honest. Um, a lot of my girlfriends said, you know, you're really down to earth. That was a common theme that many of them said, um, that I'm brutally honest. A lot of them actually did say as a bad point that I need to soften myself, um, and not change myself, but just soften myself because I do come across I do come across quite harsh sometimes, but that is just my personality. Um, if you know me by heart and you know me in a, in a circle kind of way, you'll know that that's just how I show up. Um, I do tend to tell people 
you know, if I see them struggling with something, I'll be like, this is why you're struggling. And I don't soften the blow of it. I'll just tell them, um, which I think, you know, the delivery and all of that, sometimes it can be a bit harsh, but that's just my personality. And I really need to work on the softness of myself. Um, a lot of them said that you're really fiercely strong and smart and funny and fun loving. Um, and many of them did say to me that you are stubborn and it is the independence in me that the independence that isn't allowing a man to be like, I can fit in her life. I don't have space in my life, if that makes sense. So A lot of that was absolutely incredible because I think although I have felt that about myself, I never saw it from the point of view that my girlfriends brought it forward to me, if that makes sense. I knew that I was independent. I knew that I've got a real independent, stubborn kind of streak about me. And I knew that it may be, you know, when I, when I have met men, the number one thing that they have brought forward to me is you intimidate me. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> How am I intimidating? Um, and many of them are like, you know, you just seem like you've got your life together and I'm not quite there. Um, but if you actually change the language of that, it was more like, I don't know where I would fit into your life. And that's intimidating for me. Right. And this was only brought to my attention because of my girlfriends. It was something that I had really overlooked, if I'm honest. It was something that I hadn't put a whole lot of thought into. It was something that I, you know, didn't really think would be an issue. Like, yeah, okay, you think I'm intimidating. Yeah, whatever. But look, I encourage you that if you are a single person, please go and ask your girlfriends please take that plunge, word it how you would like to word it. You know, you're in a circle more than I do, but I think it's really given me a lot of realizations. And the takeaway was like, yes, I don't have a lot of space. If that makes sense. I do not have a lot of space. And that might be intimidating to people because men and the masculine, they need to know where they fit in. They need to know how they can come into your life, where they're going to fit in. And I think when you have everything organized and you have all your ducks in a row, the lines can be blurred as to where there's actually space, you know. So I am definitely, a lot of them said that I am open, which is great because I thought that I was closed. But a lot of them also said like, you still have a lot of hurt that you're working through. Um, And that's something that I was very much aware of. And it's something that because of that factor, as far as online dating goes and being open to meeting someone, I've decided that I'm not quite there yet now. Um, I don't want to take any of my shit into any kind of a relationship, whether it is a casual thing or, you know, or a serious thing or whatever kind of label you want to whack on it. I have decided that I am, I'm just not wanting to drag any of that. I'm in a real big change at the moment with my work. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I'm in a big transitional phase over there. Um, I'm really enjoying that transitional phase. And I'm also just kind of really unpacking some of the shit that I didn't realize was a problem that is still very much a problem. So definitely I know, I know that I am still dealing with a lot of hurt from, from my relationship breakdown with Eva's dad. I'm, I'm very aware of that. It annoys me because six years on, so much healing and so much growth 
it's still something that is coming up. Um, even now I'm feeling myself getting a bit angry about it. And I, you know, being very real, very raw and very honest here is that that fear of, okay, well, I dated someone for, you know, nearly two years and I had a child with them and we're now six years on from that moment and I'm still dealing with it. I am still having to unpack what happened in that relationship. That is what scares me from getting into a new relationship. And that's why I hold myself back emotionally. That's why I let myself dip my toe in to a relationship, but I'm never, ever diving in (laughs) because the way that I see it is I invested two years of my life. It didn't pay off. That's fine. I've got a lot of lessons from that. Sure. And I, I take those lessons on board, but also I'm still unpacking it. It's been nearly six years. My daughter is six in June, you know, and the way that I look at it is that was one person that fully changed the entire direction of my life. Um, You know, if you've been here for a long time, I nearly took my life. They nearly took my life. It was a very hard time for me. And six fucking years on, we're still having to unpack it. And look, I'm very much aware of the fears that have been birthed and that have come from that. And it is something that I am, I'm still working on and I've been okay with that. And one of my girlfriends, when we unpacked the message that I had sent her, you know, why do you think I'm still single in my mid thirties? When we unpacked that message, she said, I truly believe for you that some of that hurt, not all of it, but some of that hurt that occurred from that relationship, it's not going to be healed until you meet that someone that shows you that love is safe again, that love is kind, that love is patient, and that you can really be yourself and breathe into that, you know? And it made me realize I had not even let my mind go there. I thought that the healing was mine to do entirely and that it was something that I have to unpack on on my own and be whole and be done with by the time I meet someone else or meet that person. And for me, hearing her say that made me realize like, you're fucking right. It's not that whatever person comes into my life in the future has to be the bandaid and heal that. It's just that there will be a side of me that is probably reserved and that will probably, you know, not be fully healed until you get that person that goes, you know what, like, you know, that that leads by example and that shows you, you know, what love is again. And I truly believe that. And it didn't, it didn't even cross my mind um, until my girlfriend said that to me. It did not even cross my mind. And I think that's because I think a lot of the time that healing is solo and to do that great depth and that great healing, it is, it is something that you do alone, you know? So that changed my mindset a little bit that, you know what, it is probably not going to be fully healed until I'm in that relationship that is going to heal it and uncover it. And I feel like even since then I have dated men, um, that have really, healed it by bit by bit, if that makes sense. Um, even though the relationship didn't work out with them and, and whatever bit by bit, they have actually healed parts of that. 
And it wasn't until she said it that I actually went back and was like, oh yeah. You know, for example, uh, when my mum went through her cancer journey, I was, I was lucky enough to date someone through that time. And even though it didn't end, um, you know, in a, in the relationship being successful, it, it didn't end in the greatest of ways. It still showed me that in my moment of need, that there are people out there that will show up for me. And even though him and I didn't work out and he's, you know, met another person now and I'm happy that he has because he, he's someone that needs that relationship and he deserves that relationship. And I'm glad that it wasn't with me because it wouldn't have worked out. But with that situation, he, I'm grateful to him. I really am because he showed me during that time that people don't run in your time of need, that they do show up and, you know, that they are there for you. And even though at times, throughout that experience, you know, obviously that experience was very hard for me. Throughout that experience, things got pretty ugly, um, you know, as far as mum and, and the situation got very heavy and he didn't run once. If not, he ran into the fire with me and for me and it really showed me that people show up and I think that that healed a little piece of my heart within that. So I don't know why I didn't see it sooner, what my friend had pointed out recently, but everything happens in divine timing. And, um, yeah, it was a real, you know, aha moment for me. And I just hope that if you are listening and you're a single woman that you do go and ask your closest friends and or family, whoever you want to include in your inner circle, why you're still single, because it has been a real powerful unveiling for me. It has been a real powerful moment of realization, because I think when you are, asking yourself these big questions, right? When you are sitting with yourself and you're doing the healing and you're doing the work and the shadow work and all the ugly stuff that can come up and people think healing's beautiful and it's full of baths and crystals and all this beautiful spiritual stuff, it's actually pretty ugly. Going into the depths of yourself is not uh, all this fluffy goo-goo stuff that you hear people crap on about sometimes. It really is hard. It's ugly. There's tears. Um, You know, there's coming to realization and coming to fronts with parts of yourself that you may not love. And that is confronting, but I think, you know, go in, ask these deeper questions, ask these hard questions, because it wasn't until I had done that, that I realized, fuck, like these questions were way more, or the answers that they gave me, I should say, were way more powerful than I originally thought. Because when I've asked myself, you know, why do you think you're still single? And where do you think the healing lies? And what was the lesson? And, you know, all the things that you ask yourself as a single woman, when you're moving towards getting yourself ready for a relationship, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, I just think that a lot of the time our ego can bullshit us and it can be a sneaky bastard and it can bullshit us into, you know, it's not you, it's them or, um, you know, the issue is not with you, it's with them or um, the ego can be very, very sneaky in the way that it comes forward or know that that relationship, you didn't have a part in the breakdown, it was them or, um, you know, whatever it might be or the narrative that might be true for you that your ego is bullshitting and bringing up time and time again. When you're asking the questions of not yourself, but your friends that do know you at your core. A lot of my girlfriends know me at a soul level. They know me at my core. They know me that way because I don't play in the shallow. A lot of my girlfriends don't either. 
when I show myself to people in my inner circle, at least I am selective as to who I share my energy with. But when I show myself to people in my inner circle, they know me at that really deep level quite quickly. If I've chosen them to know me at that deep level, if that makes sense. So although it is risky and you are pretty much asking your girlfriends to chime in on your love life, it is honestly one of the most incredible moments because I said to them, you know, don't sugarcoat, tell me how it is, you know, speak your truth. And so many of them even, you know, have said, I wish that I was single. One of my girlfriends, I won't name her, but I wish that I was single. I wish that I had the time as an older woman as the woman that I am now to get to know myself at a deeper level without having to go through and consciously always have someone else's emotions in the back of my mind because she's been in a relationship for quite some time and and that would that was her thing you know I wish I was single because I I didn't get to do what you're doing now so the grass isn't always greener was her advice to me and I think when you've been single for quite some time, you can romanticize relationships. Oh, and it's going to be like this. And we're going to watch, you know, movies together on the lounge. And we're going to have pancakes Sundays. And we're going to go to the markets and, you know, all these things that you, that you have envisioned doing with that dream person in your life. You can romanticize it a little bit. So it was nice to have that, that feedback. And I know that relationships are hard. Obviously I have been in relationships. I have been in relationships since I have been, you know, a single mother as well. I know that they're not always easy. I know that they can be hard. I know that there is, you know, so much growth in relationships, but look, I think it was really nice to have that feedback of, you know, I, I do look at you and I do get envious because I do wish that I had that that solo time to really get to know myself at that deep level without having to consider someone else all the time. So I think that if you're single, please do have that as a takeaway as well. And, you know, so many of my girlfriends said to me, I just don't think it's something that you're doing because you're doing all the right things. You're, you know, you're smart business-wise, you know how to earn your own money, you're you're financially independent, you know how to look after yourself and your daughter. And there's nothing that you're not doing. It's more a timing thing. And it was so great that another girlfriend said, you're just not releasing the manifestation. You're focusing on it all the time, which is true, 100% hand on heart. I have been doing that. Um, nearly every day I'm trying, I read my divine mission statement. I'm speaking out, you know, the qualities that I want from that man. I'm making sure that I'm showing up that same way. Um, cause obviously you attract the, you know, the vibration that you are putting out into the world is what you're attracting back in return. And that is something that I, I truly wholeheartedly believe that I've been trying to do. And I think that that's why I asked this question because I'm like, okay, what is going on here? Um, Look, I think, yeah, and and many women that, or many of the women in my, in my inner circle definitely said to me, you know, you're very standoffish emotionally. That was something that came up from one of my best girlfriends. You're very standoffish emotionally. And that was hard for me to hear because I saw myself as someone you know, I'm open, I'm giving, I'm ready to receive all the things, all the manifestation words. 
And she was like, you're very standoffish emotionally. Sure, physically, you can hang out with someone, you can have that connection, you might be able to have that sexual connection or that intimate connection with someone. But when it comes to emotions, you're very closed off. And I truly do believe it's from your big hurt. It's from that big hurt time. And when I unpacked it, it was, I've already discussed it earlier in this podcast episode, but it was because of that fear of shit. That was, you know, nearly two years of my life that I invested. And now it's years on and I'm still having people say to me, you know, that you're still healing from that. Imagine if I invest more time in someone, you know, and I let my mind go to the worst case scenario. So I think there is nothing that I've done. And look, it took me a few days to really sit in that and digest what they had said to me. Um, Because look, I have been dating people. Um, I have been like, you know what, you're not the right one for me, but like, cheers, all the best. Thanks for the time. Um, and one of my girlfriends actually said to me, I believe that more than anything, that is a coping mechanism to keep yourself safe because they did seem like great guys. And, you know, we unpacked that and we talked together, but I think that unpacking those truths about myself in a safe space with women that know me at that deeper level with my inner circle as, as women. And, you know, at times hearing that I am quite closed off emotionally and that I am too independent, almost to the point of it being toxic. Um, toxic independence is what it's actually called. So, hearing things about myself, you know, it wasn't easy. It did take me a few days to digest the information, but look, it is valuable information that sometimes you need to hear to be able to move forward through your own bullshit because your ego tries to protect your yourself. You know, it tries to protect you. It tries to keep yourself pepped up. Like there's nothing fucking wrong with you. You're fine. And even though I knew it about myself, hearing it from other women, was powerful in me unpacking it and working through it. And I think now that I've got that inner insight from women that know me, it's just been really powerful. I just recalled my beautiful girlfriend, Marnie. Marnie, let's go to her um, message to me. She said, I've been really thinking on this. I honestly believe that you need to trust, trust yourself, trust the universe, trust the divine timing. You do doubt. Remembering that your standards, and now this is what I really loved about her because she will regularly say this to me when we are in conversations about dating. Um, she's, she's married. She's got the love of her life. So she's in a different scenario, but she's such a, you know, a beautiful woman that I turn to a lot, um, for advice. She's an awesome human. If you know Marnie, you'll know what I'm talking about, but she said, remember that your standards are high. Your pool is very small. (laughs) True. Uh, and evolve man with his shit together. That is your soul's match. There are so many evolved women. There are fewer men, but your guys out there, keep doing you and keep loving on your daughter. Keep practicing gratitude. Keep filling your cup. Keep imagining and manifesting with confidence. Keep prioritizing your health. Keep your nervous system calm. Your happiness isn't in another human. I know you're wanting this man to come through, but patience, grasshopper, you can't rush creation. You're doing great. It's been a rough couple of years. It's time to soften out of fight mode now. So I just want to underline and highlight that now because so many of my girlfriends said that you need to soften. I think nearly everyone used that exact word. Um, 
it's and then she goes on to say you've shown the strength of a lion it's very hard to pull away from the herd and even harder to put a voice to that um with so many fast asleep but you did and in that light of intense energies that we have all lived through you did that not to mention the intensity of the floods and and your mom and everything feel proud of the woman that stepped up to the plate when she was needed but transition back to flow and possibility so but focus on creating that energy simplify where you need to create flow make that focus always so that was a really beautiful you can see that was an actual message that I got from my girlfriend Marnie you can actually see the depth that came through that's just one example I won't go there was many of them I won't go through all of them but so many of them there was a there was a recurring theme the independence thing not being open emotionally even though i'm open to meet to meeting someone when i do meet someone it's almost like i keep my heart very very guarded and even though in the moment i think that i adore this person and that that's a sign that my heart's open it's actually not emotionally open <laughs> so many of them said that to me and it was really interesting um it was really um interesting to get that so that's really something that I wanted to share with you guys because I think that for me that exercise or you know that survey or whatever you want to call it it was really important to me moving forward and and having the big juicy realizations that I I had from that I literally sat within it for a few days. I journaled on it. I just thought about their messages. I went back and reread them. And I quite often, because I'm so good at manifesting, I quite often will want to run to the next thing. If if you have followed along over on Instagram, you will know that that's a reoccurring theme for me. I love running to the next thing. I run full steam ahead. I'm like a freight train. I'm like, get out of my way. This is my new direction. This is what I'm doing. So I manifest things very fast. If I want something, usually I can manifest it. And I think that that is where the resistance has been for me because I am so good at manifesting. And I am one of those women that I call myself the magician. Many of my girlfriends and family call me the magician because if I want something, it's like I wave a magic wand and it appears. That's just how my life has been. And I'm very blessed that I live that way, but I'm also kind of like, why is my one broken when it comes to dating? (laughs) Is my one not working? Um, And I think that if you're a woman that is single, that is manifesting, that is good at it, you're probably thinking the same thing. And I think maybe it's been a light bulb moment for you too, to realize, uh, no, hun, remember, you've actually got to let go of the manifestation and trust that the universe will bring it. And I think that, you know, it's one thing to read it and just skim over the information. It's the next thing to soak it up and go, you know what, I'm actually going to digest that and take that on board and, and remember that. Because I think for me, you know what, I haven't, I haven't released it. My girlfriend's right. I haven't released it. It's been a huge focus for me. It's been a huge, huge focus of the last few years. And rather than, you know, releasing it and trusting that it's going to come through, I've continuously focused on it so rigidly to the point where the poor manifestation or the poor man has not had any breathing space to step forward because it's so full of manifesting that there's been no breathing space to allow it to come through. 
So I really hope that if you are a woman that is a manifester or, you know, you know, one of those women that believes in all that kind of stuff, or even if you're just single and you've done the, we've all done it where you write the list of the man you want to bring forward. And if you haven't done it, that's a really powerful way to bring him forward. And I don't mean like he needs to be six foot tall, hung and handsome. I don't mean to be that. I mean the whole, what do you want him to have spiritually? What do you want him to have emotionally? How do you want him to show up for you? If you have children, how do you want him to show up for them? Um, I mean a much deeper list, you know, his mental side of it, um, you know, his spiritual side of himself, his financial side of himself, his uniqueness. Um, I mean that kind of a list rather than, you know, a very superficial list. So if you're single, that's a really powerful tool again. But also go and chat to your girlfriends. I think that you'll really love the exercise. You can either send out a message similar to what I spoke about at the start of this episode, or you can just craft your own one. It's as simple as saying, hey, really love your feedback. Why do you think I'm still single at whatever age insert here? Um, And speak truthfully and honestly. And I really please, you know, bear all, don't hold back. Um, nothing's going to offend me. I'm open and honest and I want to receive the information. So I learn a lot from it. I hope that you do too. And yeah, that's all I have for today. I'm off to do some work, but, um, I do have a new website coming soon, which is going to be all about my next phase of my evolution. I suppose you could say my evolution of self, my evolution of my workspace, um, there is going to be a few different things on there. So obviously coaching, business coaching, uh, mental coaching, lifestyle coaching, all that kind of thing. Um, and if you're not a coach kind of woman, but you're more a journal kind of woman that likes to work through things at your own pace, which is definitely me a lot of the time, I'll be releasing a self-led mastery course, um, which will be something that you can take time within your own home to journal and work through in a PDF download. Um, If you have a small business, but you're feeling it lacks direction, you just don't know what to do to move forward. I'll be your wing woman and branding babe, because obviously branding is one of my strong points. I love branding and marketing. I'm fucking all about it. It really interests me. Um, and if you are needing kick-ass branding photography, I'm, I'm obviously a professional photographer and that is something that I'm going to be branching out and adding on to my website. So the website is coming soon. I won't share it with you now. It's still under construction. Um, but when that comes through, I think you'll all really love it. And as always, if you would like to find me for now, you can find me at Gold Jewels on Instagram, G-O-L-D-E-J-E-W-E-L-S Or if you are using the Anchor app, simply send me a voice message. I love hearing from you and thank you so much for listening.